This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the place to stay updated and educated. Tech Guide episode 389. Hello and welcome everyone to the show. Glad you can join us once again. Welcome to to you first time listeners. We hope you can enjoy the show and stick around and become regular listeners. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, Samsung is set to change the cinema going experience. We go hands on with the new Huawei Mate XS foldable smartphone and TV manufacturer Hisense seals a major NRL sponsorship deal. In the Tech Guide reviews, we can take a look at the Samsung Galaxy S20 flagship smartphone. We've got it. Ultimate Ears launched the bigger and louder Hyperboom portable Bluetooth speaker. And Lady Gaga has released a new single and shot her latest music video on an iPhone 11 Pro. And we'll answer all your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. I really love going to the movies. Uh, I like the whole, the event of going to a a movie, you know, that it's, you're making a deliberate uh, action to go witness this new film. It's a, it's an outing. Uh, I think the last movie I saw in cinemas, what was the last movie I saw in cinemas? Probably Rise of Skywalker. Um, Probably was, I think there was a couple others more, but I can't remember, but the whole idea is to, of going to a cinema is A, to see something for the very first time and B, to enjoy it in its highest possible quality on the biggest possible screen with a whole big group of people. It's a, it's a shared experience. And for 120 years, what we've had are cinemas with a projector. So at the back of the room, you'll notice there's a little square hole at the back of the room, a wall where the light from the projector comes out, hits the screen, speakers up and down the side of the cinema, and that is your movie-going experience. And, and over the years, projectors have gone from actually using film inside the projectors in the reels to being digital projectors and have been upgraded down to 4K projectors, in some cases even 8K projectors, and that has been the movie-going experience for as long as we can remember. Well, Samsung's come along with a whole new concept that's going to change that whole experience. It's called the Onyx Cinema LED Screen. Now, the first one that they've installed is at, is here in Sydney at the Hoyts Entertainment Quarter in, in Moore Park here in Sydney. And it is a 14-metre LED cinema screen. So it's, it's made up, it's a modular screen that's made up of different sections uh, and it's a self, uh, self-illuminating self material on board. So it's kind of like a big OLED screen. Uh, that's organic light emitting diode, if you don't know what OLED stands for. And it is 14 metres wide and is basically just like a big television at the front of this big cinema. Um, so customers who go along to Hoyt's Entertainment Quarter can, can experience it. I'm hoping uh, to this week go watch a movie there. And the, the idea of it being LED opens up so many possibilities in terms of quality. Now, whenever you're watching a projector, you're watching light. So it's, it's the, a bright light that's beaming out. And, yeah, the quality is pretty good. It has been for, for decades but there are some compromises that, that you have to accept. And, and 
if, if in the case of a projector, the technology means that if you were to heighten the brightness, you would suffer a little bit on the colour saturation. And you also obviously need a totally dark room that helps with the with the not having to have the projector too bright. And we've that's what we've just come to expect in cinemas. So what the Onyx Cinema LED screen is going to offer is a brightness that you've never seen before in a cinema and on a scale of, of that 14-metre size screen. So brightness is going to be something that you are going to notice right off the bat that, wow, this is way brighter than what we're used to seeing in the cinema. The other thing you're going to notice too is its black levels. Black for a projector is very hard to produce. It can do it and do a pretty good job at it, but not as good a job as, as, this, as this cinema LED screen can. So your black levels are going to be superior. And from black, good black levels, you can also then build great colour accuracy. If you can produce black well, the rest of the colours are a cinch. You can easily do that. The other thing you're going to see too is, is amazing contrast ratio, HDR as well, high dynamic range. So you're going to have, it's got 4K resolution, by the way, this screen. So you're going to see 4K HDR with that brightness, contrast ratio on black levels and colour accuracy that projectors are just not capable of producing on such as on, on in such a big size. Smaller projectors like home cinema projectors probably got a better chance. The screen doesn't have to be, the beam doesn't have to be too big or, or throw so far. So here with the Samsung Cinema LED, the Onyx, you're going to see something pretty special. And this, this is, it's, it's a, a bit of a game changer when you think about it. The Hoyts in, in Sydney has the 14-metre screen. In Melbourne at High Point, Hoyts High Point is going to have a 10-metre screen. And, and these are just the first in Australia. They have been uh, released and, and installed in other parts of the world. I think in the US, there is a partnership with Pacific Theatres, there's also other screens in China and Switzerland. So Australia, uh, one of the first countries to get this technology and perhaps a technology that may interest people to go to the movies again. There's a, a lot of people, and I'm, I'm included, I, I, it takes a massive movie to get me to the cinema. It has to be real big film. I've got a great setup here at home where I can enjoy cinema quality in my home. So I'm happy to wait for these to be available on Netflix or on, on Blu-ray or 4K. So I'm happy to wait those two to three months for, to see those movies that really don't really want to see it in a public cinema. But I think something like this where the quality will be sort of unsurpassed and even in your own home, the quality wouldn't be as good as that, then it may it may force people to rethink rethink the whole experience and and they may want to they might might want to get out there and experience it for themselves so the uh, onyx cinema led screen it has been it has been launched in in sydney and in melbourne expected in other parts of australia as well if you've seen it uh, if you've been in a cinema with it get in touch with us send me an email or hit me up on twitter at stephen fennick is on twitter stephen spot with a ph I'd love to hear your thoughts, and as soon as I get to see it, of course, I'll be sharing my thoughts with you about the experience as well. If you want to take a look at what the screen looks like, there's a picture of it on Tech Guide, uh, and also see the other thing too, which I forgot to mention before we finish, is that if you in these cinemas, there's no need to have a projection booth at the back of the room. Normally, there's this big room above all the seats where the projection, where the projector is, and the the uh, that that's that's where 
the film originates, but that room could be repurposed in future. You might you won't need that if the LED screens take off. Maybe that that space can be taken up with more seats. Maybe a gold class section, a, a section where you can pay a few bucks more, get a bigger reclining seat and some food service and stuff like that. So it really does open up some possibilities. If you want to read more about the Samsung Onyx Cinema LED screen, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Now we got a chance to get hands-on with Huawei's latest foldable smartphone, the Mate XS. This is an upgrade from what we saw a year ago in Barcelona. So this, this original model of this device, the Mate X, was unveiled a year ago at the 2019 Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. Unfortunately, no Mobile World Congress this year was was cancelled over fears of the coronavirus. So Huawei still that they had a they streamed a launch event, and this was the product that they unveiled, the new Mate XS foldable smartphone. Now, looks a lot like last year's phone. But there are some amazing and subtle differences. And I was lucky enough to get my hands on the device. I was one of the first to get my hands on the Mate X last year. Uh, was I think I was the first journalist to touch it and film it and get it up on, on my website. But this, this time around, I got a chance to get hands-on with it again. And having had the experience from last year, I had a point of reference. I could compare the experience. And as I said, first first impression, first look at it, it looks very similar. It has the same 6.6-inch front display, also has a rear 6.3-inch display. But when the screen folds out, that's right, it folds out, not open. So uh, the screen is actually the outside of the phone. Once it's unfolded flat, it's an 8-inch screen. So flat is 8-inch, and then to get it back to the normal phone size, you just fold it in half. And so then that 8-inch screen, when folded in half, that is what provides the front 6.6-inch display and the rear 6.38-inch display. So basically, that screen is the outside of the phone. And naturally, my thought is, well, how durable is this thing? It's going to be coming in and out of my pocket, in and out of a bag, opened several times a day. How durable is this product? Now, Huawei says the screen is made up of a two-layer polymer that's sealed together with a clear adhesive. So you're getting the great quality. And you can see from the pictures and the video that I posted on Tech Guide, it is really sharp and bright and, and, and looks amazing. So the quality is there. But on the strength side, they're saying that this two-layer polymer also is durable as well. Like you're not going to go scratching it with a set of car keys or or really digging into it. You wouldn't do that with a normal smartphone. But in this case, having this bendable screen, no, it's not glass, but you've got to question how tough it would be with the normal wear and tear of people using it as their daily driver, whether it's in and out of a pocket, in and out of a bag, is it going to bump up against a set of keys or a coin in your pocket? We don't know this. And these are, we're always confident that it's, it's solid, it's durable, but until we get it in our hands and use it on a regular basis, it's really hard to make a call here. But first impressions, uh, it does seem pretty tough and it does look pretty good as well. Now, the hinge itself, and, and this is the secret source of all the folding phones, with the Huawei, they've got what they call the Falcon Wing hinge mechanism. Uh, 
So there's more than 100 different parts working together here. These interlocking parts has a slightly different look. At, at the edge of each side of the hinge is a small oval cap that wasn't there last year. I think that this is there to ensure the hinge stays sealed so that no debris could possibly get in there. Um, so there, there's that. The, the mechanism itself, I noticed, was a lot smoother and easier to open this time around. Last year, when you pressed the button on the back to release the screen and then fold it out flat, it took some effort to, to flatten it out and to lock it in place. But it just seemed a lot easier to do that this time. It was a matter of just simply pulling it open pretty gently and the screen just popped into its locked hinge position and we were then had our eight-inch screen. I was able to look up at the Tech Guide website naturally on the site on the device when it was in the open eight-inch screen mode. And the, there's so much screen real estate you could view all of my featured stories up there, read them really easily as well, watch videos on it comfortably so you can enjoy a decent experience on the move. And then when you're ready, you just fold it in half and then the front 6.6-inch display then shrinks down and it becomes then your normal phone. So there's still plenty of room to move if you need to use it one-handed, uh, if you need to use it like a normal phone. And then if you want to turn it over, there's the 6.38-inch screen on the back if you want just a smaller screen. The back is also good for uh, selfies, so you can got a nice big screen to see yourself. Also... If you're taking a photo of someone else, they can see themselves in on that back screen, so they can they can see how good they look or pose or whatever they need to do. Uh, so that's another advantage of having that back screen as well. Now, hardware-wise, this is a really really impressive device, but we've got to talk about the elephant in the room here, and that elephant in the room is this US trade black band that has prevented Huawei from gaining a Google android license so what what is what happened with the mate 30 pro that was launched late last year what we're going to see with the mate xs and what we're going to see in another month from the with the p40 pro is that this these devices will have an operating system that's not the latest android version and it won't have the google play store won't have google maps won't have youtube so off the bat you, you're kind of behind the eight ball a little bit. Telcos, I don't think you're going to support any of these devices because it's the customer doesn't have a really easy path to get the apps that they want. Huawei says, and I tried this and it worked, mostly worked, that if you were to clone your existing phone, so say you had an older Android device and you bought the new a new Huawei device, you could clone your old phone with their phone clone app. So it's basically a, their, trans, their own version of a transfer app. So most of your apps will go across. I tried it and, and apps like WhatsApp worked, my Tesla app worked. Most of the apps worked, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, none of them worked, but it is possible to load those apps uh, by downloading an APK file from a browser. So there is a bit of work in getting everything how you want it. Uh, but if you're cloning your phone, it's a lot easier. But you don't have the Google Play Store. But what you do have is the App Gallery. This is this was another part of the announcement when they announced the Mate XS. The App Gallery is basically being positioned as the third largest app store in the world. You've got your Apple App Store, then you've got your Google Play Store, and the 
app gallery by Huawei, which is already used by more than 400 million people, by the way, in China and other Asian countries, they're building this up and the audience base up, the user base, so that app developers will consider them the third option. Uh, they're hoping that even Facebook and Twitter and all these, these big players will offer their apps on this app gallery as well. But interestingly, while Google, while Huawei doesn't at the moment have a Google license because of this trade black ban, I did find out recently that their Microsoft license was renewed. So don't forget Huawei produced the, the MateBook Pro X laptops, which are remarkable laptops with edge-to-edge -edge displays, just beautiful devices, beautiful laptops. And they told me last week that they did have their Microsoft license renewed. And they're an American company, so this may give them some hope that their Google license may be restored as well. And it's only affecting Huawei, by the way. I ask, I'm asked by a lot of people, how is Oppo and ZTE and all these other Chinese brands faring? And they've been unaffected. So it's a bit of a geopolitical battle going on between Huawei and the US. Uh, I'm hoping for Huawei's sake that they do get the Google license again because their hardware is fantastic. Their cameras on their new phones are brilliant. This foldable smartphone, I would make this my daily driver in a heartbeat. It is a brilliant device. Looks amazing. I'm still keen to put it through its day-to-day, -day, the rugged test as well. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to using it. Hopefully that I'll have access to the Google Play Store as well. This is a, a battle that, that uh, they're fighting. They say they're not going anywhere. They're there for the long haul. The Mate XS is expected to be released in Australia in April. So keep an eye for that. That's next month. So we may have it sooner rather than later. Pricing hasn't been announced, but don't expect this to be cheap. I'm expecting this to be like three and a half to four thousand dollar phone, even more expensive than the Galaxy Fold, which is three grand. So if you're expecting a bit of a an affordable device here, uh, you might be disappointed. But we'll find out soon enough when it's released in April. The Mate XS from Huawei. Really impressive bit of hardware. You can see our full story and our video, a hands-on video that we shot as well. You can check that out at techguide.com.au. Now, you all know I'm a big footy fan, an NRL fan, National Rugby League, and the NRL uh, announced today that Hisense has just sealed a major three-year deal, a sponsorship deal. The uh, TV manufacturer and appliance manufacturer, Hisense, a massive player in Australia now. They're, I think they're now that Panasonic has pulled out of the TV market, I think Hisense can take their place as, the, as one of the big four. In fact, I th I'm going to call them one of the big three behind LG and Samsung. I think they've far overtaken Sony, who have struggled a little bit in the TV space as well. But Hisense have really hit their straps in the last few years, and we're going to see some amazing new televisions, including their dual cell technology, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, when that hits the market later this year, I think that's going to be really attractive TV for customers. But this deal with the National Rugby League, the NRL, that's uh, obviously for New South Wales, Victoria, Queensland, uh, in, and they also play NRL in New Zealand, so it's, uh, it is still called the National Rugby League, though, uh, although it's uh, not in every state. But it is, this is a big deal. 
uh, and I mean not just monetary wise, I mean in terms of branding and awareness for this uh, the Chinese company for for Hisense. As I said, they've done very well in the last few years. They've gained a lot of brand awareness, and I, I think it's come to a point now where. Uh, people now trust the brand. Of often getting messages and calls and 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 from from readers and and friends and family asking, look, I'm, I'm considering this high sense TV. What do you think of high sense? They needed some sort of reassurance that they were a, a legit company. Uh, and I've, I've reviewed many of their TVs, and I often say in in those reviews that the, that high sense is the real deal. And I think that's going to be reflected. Uh, people agree with me, of course, when they, they end up buying their TVs. They're very happy with them. But uh, they've become a big player now, and I think this deal proves that. What the deal is going to uh, entail is the NRL uh, – sorry, the Hisense will have naming rights for the Thursday night football uh, broadcast. So you know, on Channel 9, it'll be the Hisense Thursday night football. Uh, so that that's part of the deal. The partnership also involves sponsorship of the State of Origin series, both in uh, this year, 2020, and also next year in 2021. So they're going to be a major sponsor of the State of Origin series, and that includes stadium branding, digital integrations, and social media. Hisense will also become the official presenting partner of NRL TV. This is an online program, so that that offers a lot more NRL content, so you can watch online things like match replays, highlights, archive content, player video profiles, things like that. A lot of a lot of eyeballs on the, on that content. So uh, Hisense are going to be right there amongst it, on top of their Thursday night football broadcasts and the upcoming State of Origin series, both in 2020 and 2021. Uh, now, I did mention earlier, they do have some big announcements later this year. I saw for the first time their new range when I was at the Consumer Electronics Show uh, in Las Vegas back in January. And the thing that caught my eye was their ULED dual cell TV. Now, this is a TV that has not one panel, but two panels on board. So the back panel sorts out the, the blacks and the mono. The front panel sorts out colour. Now, the back panel also looks after and blocks out the backlight. So that gives it another layer of being able to produce excellent black levels. So you can just imagine a TV that's going to have the black levels and colour accuracy of an OLED TV. That's the real strength of OLED, the black levels, because there are, there are no there's no backlight to turn off because it's, it's the pixels are either on or off. They're self-emitting uh, material. So imagine having the strength of that, black levels, but yet having the brightness and, and boldness and warmth of an LED TV. So it's kind of two in one. It's a, it's the best of both worlds. That's going to be released in the in the coming months. Real, I'm really keen to get to get my hands on a review set and to to watch it. It's it's going to offer more than two million dimming zones. So you know how backlights have various areas that they can make light and dark. They may have ten or twenty. This has two million dimming zones. So really can offer those amazing black levels and have that still that brightness of an LCD TV. Expect that in the coming months. And with the competition kicking off in less than two weeks, the first match of the season is March 12. So that'll be the first time we see Hisense as the naming rights sponsor of the Thursday night football broadcast on Channel 9. 
uh, exciting times for Hisense. They're really drawing a line in the sand here with this sponsorship deal. This is going to get them so much awareness. In fact, I think what this is going to do is going to validate them as a, as a major TV brand in Australia. So those people who used to be asking me, look, who ha- I've never heard of Hisense. Who are they? Are they any good? Well, this goes to show that they are, they're here to stay. They're the real deal. I congratulate them on this deal. I look forward to seeing their signage and their sponsorship, as well as looking forward to seeing their new ULED TV, the dual cell TV in particular, uh, which we'll see in the coming months. If you want to find out more about that sponsorship deal, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Now, we upgrade our smartphones and our TVs and our laptops, but when was the last time you thought you could upgrade your home Wi-Fi? Well, you can do that right now with Wi-Fi 6. It's the future of Wi-Fi. If you like watching your shows on streaming services, then you need the newest and line of high-performance routers from Netgear. It's like giving your streaming the VIP treatment. The Wi-Fi 6 routers, the night Talk routers from Netgear give you ultra-fast speeds and wider coverage throughout your home. In fact, it's four times the capacity compared to the current Wi-Fi standard, which means you can, you can connect more devices and stream more content simultaneously without impacting Wi-Fi speed and reliability. It's the biggest revolution in Wi-Fi ever, and you could be one of the first to have the next generation of Wi-Fi 6 technology with a Netgear Nighthawk router. Turn your Wi-Fi up to 6 with a Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 router. Go check it out today at netgear.com slash Wi-Fi 6. That's netgear.com slash Wi-Fi and the number 6. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Alrighty, our review this week, it's a big one. It's the Samsung Galaxy S20, the new flagship phone. I've been using it for a couple of weeks now, and I've got to say, probably one of the best phones I've used. It is a remarkable device. I've been using in the S20 Ultra. So this is the biggest of the lineup, and it is a got a 6.9-inch screen. It has uh, it's 5G as well. So it is a remarkable product. Now, I think what Samsung's done here, really, I think really clever of them to not only offer just a new, an upgraded flagship phone, and I, I, I'm thinking that they've missed out 11 all the way through to 19. They've gone from S10 to S20. They owe us a decent upgrade, and a decent upgrade is exactly what we've got. So the device comes in three sizes, 6.2 inch, 6.7 for the S20 Plus, 6.9 inch for the S20 Ultra. My review is going to be based on the S20 Ultra. That's what I've been using. It was the phone that I really was was drawn to because I do love a big screen, uh, 6.9 inch in your hand. Doesn't feel like you're holding a massive phone. It's got a really nice aspect ratio to it. I think it's got like an 18 by 9 shaped screen or maybe 20 by 9. It's, it's, it's not a like holding a big brick in your hand. It's still easily grippable with one hand, still easily usable with one hand, I should say, as well. Uh, it does have a small, the Infinity O display, so the front-facing camera. There's a tiny hole where the front-facing camera peeks out, and it is not as not, not nearly as disruptive as having a big notch like you'd have on the iPhone. So even when you're watching content, that little circle where the front camera pokes out uh, barely makes a difference to the experience. So what Samsung's done here, they've addressed, I think, what I call the four pillars of what customers look for in a smartphone. 
Number one is the screen. Now, this is this screen is not only big, not only brilliant, but it's also 120 hertz. So what this means is that you're getting uh, like TV quality smoothness in the palm of your hand. Now, there is, there is a trade-off to having 120 hertz because the refresh rate is much higher. So there is a little bit more work going on with the screen and therefore a little bit more work on the battery. So it can affect your battery life. I, I was using it for, had it on all day. It, it didn't really have a massive impact on the battery use. It was there though. It, it wasn't like it was using twice as much battery power, but it was there. So if you want the luxury of having that beautifully smooth scroll Rolling, beautifully smooth videos, all those different things. Uh, you can see the difference, uh, but it, does, it is going to cost you slightly on the battery. Uh, the screen, brilliant. The other thing that they've looked at too is 5G. So this is a device that you can kind of call it future-proofing your purchase. Not everyone's going to have 5G uh, access straight away where they live or where they work, but it's there. So you know that in the six months to 12 months when it is there, you've got a device that can handle it. The other thing, of course, is the camera. Now, I'm, I'm going to talk more about the camera a little bit later, but the, the best feature of this phone, the most attractive thing, the thing that I mentioned the uh, first when people ask me how the phone is, I always mention the camera. And in the case of the S20 Ultra, this is a pro-level camera that has 100 times zoom. It also has a 108 megapixel camera on board as well. Uh, so in, ter in terms of its credentials as a good camera, uh, you're seeing that right in the palm of your hand. But I'll talk more about the camera a little bit later. Battery, that's another thing. I think that's the fourth of those pillars I was talking to you about. What is it, what, that's what customers look for when deciding on a phone. The screen, the connectivity, in this case 5G, the camera, which is fantastic, but also the battery. Now, having a screen of this size with all these features, 120 hertz on the screen, all of these features, you want to have a battery that's going to not conk out on you halfway throughout the day. Now, the good thing about the S20 Ultra is that it's got a 5,000 milliamp hour battery that in my day-to-day -day use, I was getting two days of usage. This is as my daily driver, two days of usage. So I could pull it off the charger at 8 a.m. on a Monday, wouldn't need to charge it till 5 p.m. on a Tuesday. And that was using all the features. Uh, that wasn't, if, if I had the 120 hertz, it'd probably be a day and a half, so a little bit less. But not uh, the, even that is not too bad, a day and a half using it with the 120 hertz uh, motion smoothing turned on. So I think really impressive all around. But you know what? We've got to talk about that camera. The camera on board is amazing. Now, you've... you've what, what you see, the first thing you see on the back of the phone is the giant camera array. So there's, there's the four lenses, there's a time of flight a depth control as well, but it's also got, now design-wise, it's, it's got a, a decent bump on the back of the phone. So when you're looking at the camera array, the little square, it's not square, it's more a rectangle, very much like the anyone who's got an iPhone 11 or an 11 Pro, that big black square in the top left-hand corner, Similar deal here with the S20 Ultra. The S20 Plus and the S20, not so big. They're smaller, but the cameras are also not, not as uh, high resolution. 
But with the S20 Ultra, there is a distinct little bump at the back of the phone. So, But with, with the included clear case, what happens, the case actually levels up the bump with the rest of the phone. So the, there's a lip around the camera, the camera array. So it's not too prominent when there's a cover on it. And I've been using it with the cover. So that is, that's not a deal breaker to me. Uh, I think what we're seeing is this camera giving so many capabilities and features that it is going to be the feature that I think is going to attract people to this larger device. The, the bigger screens aren't attractive to a lot of people. What is attractive to a lot of people is a great camera. So you've got a 64 megapixel telephoto uh, camera. You get that on the S20 and the S20 Plus. But with the S20 Ultra, not only have you got the 64 megapixel telephoto, you've also got 108 megapixel wide angle camera that's capable of 100 times zoom. Now, there is a periscope, the periscope lens system in there. So you get up to 10 times optical zoom. But then combined with the other lenses and digital zoom, you can then increase that to 100 times zoom. Now, on my review, you'll see on Tech Guide that I have shown you photographs where I've taken a normal photo and I've zoomed in 100 times. And look, not every the 100 times zoom photo is not the sharpest photo in the world, but it is clear. It is distinct. You can make out details. It is very impressive. If, if you want to zoom that far, then you know that you've got that kind of power in your back pocket, but you're not going to get the best quality image. But if, you, if you're zooming through to 50 times zoom, 60 all the way to 100, that quality is still there. It is still really, really impressive. Now, the other thing you can do with the Galaxy S20 Ultra, and all the S20s, as a matter of fact, is shoot 8K video. You heard that right, 8K video. That's four times the resolution of 4K. So people are saying, well, what the hell do I want to shoot 8K video for? Well, you might be one of the lucky people, well, lucky few people who do have an 8K TV, Samsung 8K TV. Whatever you shoot on this phone, you can watch native in native resolution on your 8K TV. So imagine the detail of, of picture you can get shooting your holiday, your dogs, your family, your kids on your 8K TV. So, and having a 5G connection, if, you, if you're lucky enough to have it, even 4G is fast enough, you can easily upload that video to your TV or send it to a cloud service or for sharing, whatever you need to do. It is there. But the other benefit of 8K video is that you can out take out frames from the video as well. So each of those frames is, has a 33 megapixel resolution. So imagine you're at a you're, you're watching an event or something, you're, you're you know, chasing your dogs around, your kids, you're playing in the backyard, whatever you're doing. If you're shooting 8K, you can, from that video, pull out frames that are as good as a 33 megapixel picture. So it's got your back there as well. Speaking, though, of having your back, and we're going to wrap up the review with this feature, the... The probably the best feature of the camera, apart from the resolution and the hundred times zoom, one of my favourite features is a feature called single take. Now this is an incredible feature that take makes use of all the cameras at the same time. By that I mean, I'll give you the, a good example. Is let's say you, uh, I'll give you two examples. Let's say your child is is it's his birthday or her birthday. They're blowing out the candles on a cake. Now you're going to make a decision. Do you shoot video here? Or do you take lots of photos? 
Or the other example would be, say, your kids are mucking around on the backyard trampoline or they're jumping in the pool. Do you film them or do you try to take a photo to, to get that, to get a nice shot? So with single take, that decision is taken out of your hands because what it does, it does everything. It shoots a 10-second video. It's shooting images from all of the lenses of the camera and then presenting you with the results. And in, in a couple of seconds, you get not only the original video, you also get stills, a black and white shot, a boomerang shot, all these other little short colored videos, little different filters on board. So you can choose up to 10 different options for one single 10 second take from the phone, which I think is remarkable. So all, all in all, my full reviews on Tech Guide, if you want to read it in a little bit more in detail, but I think this is, I think, a really intelligent upgrade. Not only have they addressed all of those areas that people look for, they've also future-proofed the device so that there's, there's, it's going to take a lot of beating this phone in terms of quality uh, and speed and performance. Performance is, is remarkable as well. There's 16 gig of RAM in this thing. That's laptop-level RAM, so performance, as as you'd expect, is blistering on this phone. It is amazing. So it's it's, it's laptop strength in your pocket. Uh, so if you if you are on the move, you want to stay productive, this has got your back. But if you do want to kick back with a movie, the screen's amazing. If you want to take some photos, the camera's there. If you want to connect and upload and download really fast, you've got 5G as well, uh, and you've got a battery that'll last up to two days. So all in all, I think Samsung have nailed this. The S20 range is is remarkable. Uh, I think if you're looking to upgrade, if you're an S10 owner, I think you know you probably can last a little bit longer on your existing device. But if you're an S10 or using anything earlier, even if you're an iPhone user, this is worth switching for. And it is it is easy to do. Uh, a lot of people are a little bit intimidated of switching over. There is a smart switch solution that that's on, on the phone that allows you to grab all your content, all your messages and everything from your old iPhone. So that's the possibility as well. The S20 range of smartphones, I'm very impressed. You can read our total detailed review though at techguide.com.au. Well, Ultimate Ears have released a brand new portable Bluetooth speaker. Now, you've heard of the, uh, the, the Mega Boom and the Maxi Boom and whatever booms they're called. But with uh, what they've just released now, Ultimate Ears, they're owned by Logitech, by the way. So Ultimate Ears have released a bigger, louder, and I don't even know if this is a word, but bassier portable Bluetooth speaker. Now, you compare this to the Mega Boom and the Boom, and the the others just are, are like midgets next to this next to this uh, speaker. They are tiny. This is a big speaker. The Ultimate Ears Hyperboom, three times louder and more than six times the bass of the Mega Boom Three. See what bassier what that means? That is bassier, six times the bass of the Mega Boom Three. Larger speaker means it's got a larger battery as well. So you got up to twenty four hours of playback. That's a long time. You can even charge your mobile devices off this thing as well. Now, despite it being big, uh, it does have this diamond shape. So it's covered in this technical fabric as well. It's got these beautiful curved edges. So it's got a nice soft look. So whether you're listening to it in your home or on the go, it does look quite nice. Uh, the Hyperboom speaker can support up to four inputs so that I'm talking two Bluetooth connections, one 3.5 auxiliary connection, 
and one optical audio connection. So it really opens up the options if you've got your friends around to play some music. Two Bluetooth connections. You can take turns at being the DJ at a party, whatever you like there. So you can link your phone, your laptop, gaming console, easily switch between all of them. Uh, and it is, despite its size, it is portable. There is a handle on the side, so you can take the party anywhere. It has on board adaptive EQ. So the Hyperboom can optimize the audio depending on where you are. So depending on your environment, it'll do a little check and fill that space. Uh, so exciting times there. There's also the physical controls, of the, the, the traditional plus and minus keys on top, which is for your volume. Uh, there are other buttons for navigation uh, on and off and switching between different sources. Uh, the, the Hyperboom 2 also has an IPX4 rating. So it can handle things like water splashes or drink spills. If you buy the pool or at a party, uh, it can handle those little spills. And as I said earlier, you can also charge your phone while you're listening to your music. Uh, it also supports services like Apple Music, Spotify and Amazon Music through its one-touch music control. So uh, you can play, pause and skip tracks on the speaker uh, as well as from your favourite apps as well. Uh, there's also the Boom app, which allows you to get set up all your favourite playlists and access the EQ adapter, uh, the, the equaliser as well. And uh, that's available from the Apple App Store and also the Google Play Store as well. Now, how much would you expect to pay for the Hyper Boom from Ultimate Ears? It is available uh, early this month, so it's probably available around now. You can get it. It's five hundred and ninety-nine bucks, and this is meant to go up against the Google Max and the the uh, Apple AirPod. The, sorry, the HomePod. So those bigger speakers, it's it's meant to be stand shoulder to shoulder with those larger, louder, bassier speakers. 599 Ultimate Ears have a reputation for producing great portable sound uh, through their Bluetooth speakers, so definitely worth a try. The Ultimate Ears Hyper Boom, if you want to take a look at it, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Now, are there any Lady Gaga fans in the audience? I'm sure there's a lot. She's quite a talented singer and actress, and she does everything. She was in The Star Is Born, and she was nominated for an Oscar, and she's a very, very talented young lady. And she's just come up with a brand-new song called Stupid Love. It's her first release since A Star Is Born, and she's also released a music video. Now, what's so special about this video, I hear you ask? Well, what is special is the fact that it was shot entirely on the iPhone 11 Pro. Believe it or not, and you take a look at the clip at the music video, it is remarkable quality. You'd think there's no way that was shot on an iPhone, but iPhone 11 Pro can record, can shoot 4K video at 24 frames per second, 30 frames per second, and 60 frames per second. So if you're an iPhone 11 Pro owner, you've got this ability in your pocket to shoot video of this quality. And check it out, there's links uh, there's a, the, the videos are embedded on my story on Tech Guide. Now, the 11 Pro has the three-camera system, and as I said, can shoot 4K video, can also shoot uh, high dynamic range as well, extended dynamic range. Um, so you, you can produce res remarkable results, as you can see from this Lady Gaga clip. There's also a picture of the phone, which was obviously, it wasn't just some dude with a holding it in his hand and shooting it. It was in a gimbal. There were monitors connected to it. But what 
shot the video was an iPhone. So there is a, a gimbal to keep it all secure. He's got a monitor and all these other cables coming out of the device. But it is the vi- the phone that is responsible for the quality of that video. Now, Lady Gaga wasn't the first to shoot a video with the iPhone 11 Pro. That goes, that uh, claim goes to Selena Gomez. She got in ahead of Lady Gaga and she shot the video for her song, Lose You to Love Me, also with the iPhone 11 Pro. And you can see pictures on our story there where there is a little gimbal going on. I think it's a bit of a, a DJI Ronin setup they got there where she is singing directly into the uh, into the iPhone that's held by the uh, videographer that's got the iPhone 11 Pro in a gimbal, which I look, it does look like the DJI Ronin S, I could be wrong. But have a look at our photo and judge for yourself. Uh, and, and that's a remarkable video as well. So uh, I think it's I, – I, look, I don't know what advantage they these artists get from shooting on 11 Pro. I don't know. It's cheaper production. I'd suggest that maybe Apple maybe were, were in, in on the party there and encourage them to use the iPhone 11 Pro in return for some exposure on Apple Music and, I don't know, some money change hands. I'm sure there's a reason, but you cannot argue about the quality. The quality is right there. If I hadn't have told you that was shot on an iPhone, you would never have suspected. You would have thought that it was shot on uh, some high-end equipment. Uh, turns out the iPhone 11 Pro is high-end equipment, good enough for Lady Gaga and also good enough for Selena Gomez and good enough for me. I use the iPhone 11 Pro as well when I'm not reviewing my Samsung products and other Android devices. Uh, I do love shooting video with mine. I do shoot a lot of video of my, my Dalmatians and my family and I shoot a lot of photos. So knowing that that quality is there in your back pocket is good to know. This is a good ad for Apple. I think that they, uh, for the fact that they even release a, a teaser of the, uh, of the video, a, a, a trailer if you like, uh, and, and expressing the fact that it was shot on iPhone. That's something, of course, that they're proud of and that they want to tell everyone about, just like I'm telling you. But if you want to see that clip for yourself uh, and also check out the, uh, the the clip and also the Apple teaser, as well as those behind-the-scenes images, you can do that at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Now, in a world we're constantly connected, so that means we've got to deal with cyber attacks that are more prevalent than ever, phishing scams and ransomware to online predators, even big data tracking our every move. So because these cyber threats have evolved, Norton has evolved with them. It's a cat and mouse game and they're staying ahead. The new Norton 360 gives you next level protection, combining the power of device security with a secure VPN, that's a virtual private network, to help keep you and your family safe and private online. Now, the new Norton 360 is all-in-one protection for all of your devices and online privacy. It's available now at leading retailers or au.norton.com. And now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Had an interesting uh, email from a reader uh, asking, look, she ha- I think she said she's got a nine-year-old son who sometimes has to catch public transport, but things change and she wants to know the best way to stay in touch with her nine-year-old. Um, there is a couple of options here. The, the, the most obvious, I think, would be to buy a cheap smartphone. Uh, but if you do that, you've got also got to buy a SIM card and a plan and uh, it's a phone. So there's really no way you can lock down the features for a nine-year-old, what, what they can look at on the internet and things like that. 
Uh, so that might be a bit too much responsibility for a nine-year-old. So my suggestion was for the TCL family move time watch. So if you can remember that, I, I have reviewed that on Tech Guide, and it's it's a watch that's available in blue or pink, depending on if you've got a son or a daughter. And what it basically is, it's a 4G device and allows you to contact a set number of people. So you might have mum, dad, nan and pop and maybe a couple other people. And they're the only people who can call the device and they're the only people who can be called from the watch as well. So if it's uh, for this, the example of a nine-year-old, this is gives them the connectivity that they require. So video calling, voice calling, uh, it's even got GPS built in. So you, you can, a parent can see exactly where their child is, whether they're at school, where, if they've arrived home. And with 4G connectivity, there's a SIM card you can put in there as well. You can also stay connected with calls and messages. So really handy. That's what I'd recommend. It's kind of a device where, yes, you've got your connectivity. You've got the advantage of being connected without the responsibility of a phone that you could drop and break and you, you might not be allowed to pull it out at school. But here, it's on your wrist. It's got a 1.3-inch touch display. So I think he's probably the best solution. And there's an app, of course, that allows you to track your kids. You get notifications if they've entered school, left school, come home, left home. So I think uh, it gives you a lot of peace of mind. There's changeable watch faces and it's a it's a fun little device to have, but without the responsibility of a smartphone. It's only 199 bucks too from Big W. Uh, also going to be available soon through Australia Post as well. TCL 4G move time. That is what I would recommend. And that's a wrap for our show for this week. Everything we've spoken about, you can see at techguide.com.au. Plenty of homework for you to do there. There's a lot of videos to watch and pictures and reviews for you to read. Hope you do so. Techguide.com.au. We'd love your support. And if you want to get in touch with us, we welcome your emails as well. Info at techguide.com.au or hit the icon on the right-hand side, the Ask Stephen icon that is supported by Belkin. That's who the the Tech Guide helped us is brought to you by Belkin. Uh, if you are after cables or or charges, wireless charges or speakers, Belkin are your friends right there. We want to give a special thanks too to our other sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that keeps you and your family safe and private online. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. <laughs>